everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Dell Assistant Nation podcast. We are live on the show floor at Yankee Dell Congress in Boston, so you're going to hear some background noise, but that's all good. It's just like I'm sitting here with my dear friend, Anne-Marie De Palma. Hey, how are you? All right. Thank you, Kevin. It's been a great meeting. I hope it's been a great meeting for you as it, well. It has been. You know, I know this is kind of your local meeting, and it's always good to see you whenever I come up here. So I love talking to you, but I want to make sure our audience knows a little bit more about you before we dive in today. Sounds great. Thank you. I'm actually a hygienist, um, but I do have my CDA. Um, I did things a little bit differently. I got my um, CDA after I was a hygienist. I actually taught in a dental hygiene program and then into a dental assisting program. So as a hygienist, I needed to go back and get my CDA. Yeah. So it was an interesting process to do all of that. So that was kind of fun. Um, I've worked for corporate. I've been clinical for a number of years. Um, and in, when I was clinical, I worked in perio practices. Okay. When I was in hygiene school, I swore I never would work in a perio office. <laughs> but then you never say never. Right. And um, I ended up working in a perio practice, so that was my love. But practices that I worked in, I was doing hygiene in the morning. I'd see one hygiene patient in the morning, one in the afternoon, and the rest of the day I was assisting the doc. So I learned all about perio assisting. So how did you kind of, you had kind of split personality showing Exactly. Think. How did you make that work for you? It worked great because doing clinical hygiene every day, I was burning out. Okay. So um, burnout is huge. Keeping yourself um, motivated and interested in what you're doing allowed me to gain so much more experience. As a hygienist, I knew what was going on in the periodontally with the patient. Yeah. But until I actually saw it and say, for example, he opened up a flap or he was doing um, implant surgery, I found that I loved implants. So I eventually ended up in that arena as well. But I didn't understand what was going on on the hygiene side until I actually saw it on the assisting side. Wow, okay. So, you know, I know you said earlier there was kind of a unique path that you took. Is it one you'd recommend? Would you recommend people doing it that way, or did it just work it just you? Fell, I just okay. fell into it. Okay. You know, okay. your career in dentistry and dental assisting, dental hygiene, or in dentistry in general, even if you're an administrative person, is not always a straight line. It's the ebbs and flows that happen with it. Okay. And part of your ebbs and flows, and whenever I think of you, I think technology. That's just what comes along with you. And I know you've written an article, which is going to be coming out on drbycuspid.com. Wrote that with a, a friend of ours, mutual friend of ours as well. Tell me what you're seeing technology-wise, AI-wise, and how this is going to impact the dental team in your mind. Dental team. So all of my programs, I do a number of different programs, and that all of my programs are geared towards the team. Absolutely. So um, there's speakers out there, so there's presenters that do awesome jobs, but they're focused on either the doc side or from particularly a company side. Yeah. I do it across the board. So in terms of technology, there's so much out there. You've got, you need to know the technology, but you also need to know the questions to ask about the technology. You know, a company comes in with a PMS management software or CAD CAM or AI or whatever it may be, you have to know what questions to ask. So for example, with AI, 
you know, where are they getting their data? How is it being used? Is it HIPAA compliant um, with any of the technologies? You need to know. Um, I used to work for a corporate entity and that particular entity, we would go in and do software training. And I would ask the team, how do you do your backup? And I would get the crickets. They didn't even know. Oh yeah, our IT people handle it or whatever. That's not right, right because it affects your paycheck. If something happened that computer crashed, you need to know you're not going to be able to work. And if you're not working, obviously you're not going to get paid. Absolutely. So, you know, one thing that we always hear is that the technology that comes in, obviously the doctor plays a huge role in determining that. When that whole transition is getting ready to happen or a new piece is being considered for the practice, how outspoken should the team be? Uh, I mean, you know, I know there's a fine line there. There is a fine line, true. You know, the doctor's going to buy it, the doctor's paying for whatever. Um, he or she needs the team's input. Um, you know, is how is it going to work in our workflow? Sometimes if you bring things in and it's not going to work, how you're currently working. So, for example, as a hygienist, I might only have 45 minutes or an hour to do something. Well, you want me to add one more thing? How is it going to fit into what I'm doing? Yep. So you mentioned that short time uh, span for the appointment. And that's one thing I keep hearing about AI is that it's going to help us make the most of that 45 minutes to an hour. Is that, is that the biggest draw for the team members is maybe how it's going to help patient care, how it's going to help uh, productivity. Is that what they should be most excited about in your mind? Exactly. Okay. Yes. So um, the most important thing in any practice is the patient. So how anything, any technology is going to help the patient. And then by helping the patient, you're also helping the practice. And by helping the practice, you're improving the bottom line, which in turn will then help you uh, go through, you know, more new instruments, get better equipment, yep. get a raise. There you go. Now you're yeah. treating the language right there. <laughs> hey, we are on the show floor of Yankee Dell Congress with my friend Emery DePaulo. We're talking technology. We're talking team. So what's one thing, whenever you walk around the show floor, what's one thing that you're kind of looking at for a big thing in 2024? I know AI is- AI yeah. is obvious. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And any any technology and how it, how is that going to impact me as an assistant, me as a hygienist, yeah. me as a dental team member. How is that going to impact what I do on a daily basis, as well as how is it going to help the patient and ultimately the practice? So I know in our podcast, we have a wide range of listeners, some who have been in this a long time, some who are just starting, and that includes a lot of age ranges too. When it comes to technology, what do you see from the generation? <laughs> how, do we, how do we adapt if maybe this is a brand new thing versus that person that's grown up with this type of thing? Exactly. You know, I'm on that um, older end no, of the season. Like, yeah. The season yeah, end, yes. So I have had to adapt to a number of different technologies challenges. Yeah. Um, and when I was um, working with this corporate entity, um, I would go into offices exactly like that. There would be our digital natives who grow up with them. I have digital natives. I have two sons. Yeah. They're digital natives. I have a problem. I often go to them. Um, but 
there's also the ones that how do you use a left click or a right click on a mouse you know so you've got to adapt to all of the changes life is constantly changing we don't have the same technology that we had even 10 15 years ago Absolutely. everything has so expanded technology wise so you have to be able to be willing to change but if you're not then maybe you have to look elsewhere outside yeah. of dentistry unfortunately you know i was at the rocky mountain dental meeting last week in, in denver i'm in boston this week we've got chicago midwinter on the horizon is there still value in dental trade shows yes yes why tell me why because um number one the education um, yes, you're going to get the sales pitches from your vendors and that's natural and that's what they need to do, but it's the networking, it's the camaraderie. You know, we know that in-person meetings are so valuable. Um, you know, we all been through COVID and losing that interaction with patients and people yeah. is so important. Yeah. I, I remember whenever trade shows came back and it was just like, oh, thank goodness they're back. And now it feels like the people have kind of settled back into the, uh, you know, yeah. what do I do here? But I love, you know, you mentioned the, the programs you do, you know, I love people who are educating. And as you said, focused on team members, what's that one moment wherever you're doing the education that you love more than anything else? Is it when I, when uh, I, the aha uh, moment, that light bulb goes off. I did a, a presentation recently that was on, actually on a dental hygiene program. It was part of a, a dental hygiene program. I had more doctors in the room than I had hygienists. There were assistants even in the room. So, you know, it was a topic that really resonated across the board with teams. And that's what I try to focus on, not just one segment. Not, I'm a, yes, I'm a hygienist. I'm a hygienist by trade and, high, and by practice. And um, by beliefs, but I also am a an assistant and I want to make the team be one. Mm -hmm. And when you don't communicate as a team and you don't work together as a team, there's so much that doesn't happen and you need to have that team yeah. camaraderie and that communication. And it, it's so important. Communication throughout the team is so important. So I know different speakers have different opinions on this. I'm curious about yours. Should an entire team go to the same lecture or should they split up? What do you think? Split up. Okay. I, I like the split up possibilities because then you can all come back to your team meetings and hopefully you do have team meetings um, so that you can all share and everyone learns. And when we're talking about team meetings, everyone should be running them. It shouldn't just be the doctor or the office manager. It should be everyone. Everyone needs to take be participants in helping grow the practice and help your patients get better health. Can't argue that at all. And I, I I've seen it in dental practices. I know you have as well. That whole split apart, but then everybody does like a, a book report almost like back in the day. Right. You know, and and I love watching the things and listening to the things that somebody learned that I never would have thought would have been the key point of that. That. Uh, off that it jumped out to that person and really made an impact. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's huge. All right, so Amory, tell us a little bit more about programs, how to reach you, because I know, you know technology is a hot thing, especially team-wise. A lot of people have questions about what's us Yeah, Maybe they can pick your brain. Exactly. I love that. So 
Um, you can reach me at um, my email, annemariedepalma at gmail.com. Which we'll put in the show notes, just so you know. Okay, great. Um, LinkedIn. And I'm in the process of um, having a website developed. So oh, that's good. coming soon. Awesome. So, yeah. A very good thing. Absolutely. And again, Anne-Marie has written uh, an article uh, that is out with our friend Linda Harvey. Uh, that's going to be on AI. And I'm really excited to publish that as the editor-in-chief for Dr. By Custom. I'm thrilled they sent it to me. That's going to be part of our uh, late January coverage. So it's going to be a really cool thing. Well, Anne-Marie, I love coming to Boston. I love hanging out with you. So thanks so much for hanging out with our friends here on the podcast. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely. And thanks to all of you who listen to this episode. Hey, we love traveling. We love uh, seeing our friends in person, just like you do as well. And we promise you, we're going to bring you more great stuff on the next episode of the Dell Assistant Nation podcast. So keep listening. Thanks so much.